Beyond the Gate, our Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Meg. And today, we're discussing episode 51, The Immortal Legion. Yes, in this episode, Ed's crew faces a horde of ravenous mannequins, abominations powered by human souls. The twisted creatures aren't the only unstoppable force on the battlefield. Pride, sloth, and envy are on the move. Yeah, and this covers manga chapters 90, Army of Immortals, 91, A Reunion of Alchemists, and part of 92, With Everyone's Strength. Let's get into it. Uh, so we start off once again where we, where we left off in the last episode. The immortal army has awakened, and of course it's creepy as usual. It's very much like what we've seen before, and like on Envy's, you know, Envy's monstrous body and whatever, mm-hmm. like they're all like saying like, Papa, Mama, it hurts. And like all those, it's just creepy. And then when the one soldier hears him say, hears them say Papa, he's like, yes, I'm your father. And then he gets eaten, which like, you know, is coming. I think that even the first time we watched this, we were like, it's ah, like oh, he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. It's the zombie apocalypse. You don't uh-huh. try to talk to them. You just get out of their way. Yeah, and then, like, the scientist gets eaten, too, and it's like, bro. Run. <laughs> yeah, why are you just standing there? Yeah. <sighs> I never feel bad fast, for though. the for the characters that... I know, but he could have totally ran while, while the other guy was getting eaten. Because he, like, stands there shocked, and then they, like, slowly turn towards him. Like, he could have gotten away, but... Or, or fight or flight was not instead, working for him. Instead, he tried to fire his gun and, like... They're an army of immortal yeah, you soldiers. Made them. Like, uh, he's, he's given scientists a so bad you, name. So you never feel bad <laughs> for the scientists whose own creations turn against them. Not when they, not when they just like stand there like idiots. Like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> do you think they could be dangerous? Chomp. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, they are obviously they're mindless and they're not gonna follow orders they just want to eat then we see ed and his his crew arrive at the the doors where um they're they're in the room where lust was killed and there's like those giant set of doors and i kind of like this detail barry's body was there Mm -hmm. um still and ed makes a very feeble attempt to open the door um <laughs> it was i like the animation on that it was cute it was funny it's just that in the manga that that moment was very brief like him just pushing on the door going how does it open which mm-hmm. makes sense but in in the anime he's like trying for so long and i'm like why doesn't he try to transmute it maybe he doesn't know what it's made out of maybe that's it because you need to know the mm-hmm. composition of something to transmute it so that that could be why but yes, it just seems but then like he later he, he makes a he makes a door with like from the room and like i kind of assumed that the door was made out of it looked like it's made out of similar material as the rest of the room but i don't know he was he just had like i feel like he just had a brain fart moment he just forgot about that he well had when there's a door already there why make another one i guess right right he well he had just made a door in the last episode so he was you know he was done up our tracking system yeah yeah <laughs> it's already anyway Oh yeah, we we've been terrible about just keeping track of a lot of things. Uh, that's what happens when you have real jobs. 
<laughs> anyway, then the door it opens on its own, and the immortal army comes out. Um, and it is terrifying. They're just so creepy and gross. Um, and then we go we go to Olivier, and she still has one of the the soldier that she like stabbed through the arm. He's she has him as a hostage, and she's telling tells him to tell his soldiers to call off the central forces. And then she she does not hold back. She just like stabs the man in the foot. And he's like, "Do what I tell you." Um, but instead, he tells them to to seal off all the gates so that the Briggs men can't can't help Mustang's men. Um, but then you see like all the soldiers' faces kind of change, and Olivier looks up and like jumps out of the way. And we see Sloth like come behind and like crushes the the soldier and he's like, Oh dear, I made a mess. <laughs> and Olivia, she's so heartless. She's like, looks like another seat just opened up at the table. I love her. <laughs> um she was also great sardonic, would you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was also grateful to Sloth because she didn't have to bloody her sword, which has has been um passed down the the Armstrong line for generations. She said the line. <laughs> yeah, that's um, amazing. Mm-hmm. And Ed's Ed and Scar and the Chimeras are they're fighting off the army. Um, and Ed realizes that they're they're made with human souls. Um, and obviously they they can't like kill them. And he's he's makes a door to block the exit so that they can't escape. So he basically like traps them inside. Um and it's 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 kind of a cool scene because the like I'm just very, very impressed very impressed with Ed's Ed's skills. Um he's like, you know, fighting off fighting off the off the the army and then and then we see after he seals the doors uh, the chimeras transform and they're ready to fight and in the manga it's like fairly cool because we see them all charge forward and like and like they're ready to go but but in the in the anime it's just just cursed it like they (laughs) i'll try to like take a take us the a screenshot of it and post it because it's just like they're they all look it was, deformed as they it was their like, faces. Um so yeah. sometimes sometimes with animation I, I notice in crowd scenes the the animation gets really fluid and that's fine. Like even amazingly beautiful shows like Attack on Titan, if you look at background characters, yeah, they have those wonky faces or sometimes they don't even draw eyes on them. But this mm-hmm. was like this was like a moment they could have zoomed in on to really emphasize the action. But their faces were all warped and I get it. Like fluid animation I'd say that's used a lot in My Hero Academia, shows like that, where they're always moving, constantly fighting. So it's okay for it to be fluid, but that's more for the in-betweens. This was a scene where they kind of did like a slow-mo zoom-in shot. It should have been more detailed and better drawn. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I saw that, I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's not Ed and and the Chimeras. Who is that? It, it was like <laughs> it's odd, not Ed. <laughs> it's just when I when you point out something about the animation, 
I know other people notice it because sometimes, sometimes I'll notice something like that trailer you showed me the other the other day about like the jazz anime mm-hmm. movie coming out. Like the first thing I noticed is like, oh, they're using CG models for when they're on stage. I don't like that. And you were like, oh, I didn't even notice. And I was like, ah, oh, yes, I have to turn off my animator brain for a second and <laughs> view it as a casual observer. But and then we went to this episode. And I didn't even say anything. I was just, like, keeping quiet, thinking to myself, this looks bad. And you said, oh, this looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not not FMA's greatest moment. Uh, <laughs> well, this, I'll, I'll try to post like, it. So yeah. Say when something like this about. happens, um, so, like, I'm watching Black Clover with our friend Ava right now. When something like this happens, we always say, ah, they're saving the animation budget for the bigger fight scene later. Because that's mm-hmm. what they do in Black Clovers. They, like, save their frames. Sometimes they don't animate the mouth movements because it's like, all of our budget went into Asta's big fight with whoever they're facing in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they, they did do that here. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's get to those scenes first. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get just a brief scene seeing what Mustang and the Briggs soldiers are up to. Buccaneer is attacking the central soldiers and he Mustang's crew. He over he overhears them, hears the Briggs soldiers attacking. Um, but they are kind of stuck in the forest. They need a way to get into the city because everybody's looking for an ice cream truck. And yeah. this is this is a moment when I saw this, I was like, ah, he's going to transform the, the truck because we already know that they can do that because we saw Ed do it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Heinkel, he is waiting with Al in the forest. Um, he he hears um, Pride like tapping on the helmet. He's like, tell him to, to stop this. That's, he's, you know, it's annoying. Um, and then he... Well, at first, well, at first he's like, eh, whatever. He's just a, you know, I guess he's just a kid. But then he like listens for a second, and he realizes that Pride is sending a message in in Morse code, um, which apparently Al doesn't know. Otherwise, right? He I totally. Al and Al are so smart, and Ed's in yeah. the military. I thought they would have known Morse how, code. How would they not? Like, I was just surprised that that I mean, they Al can't didn't know everything. Pick, pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, but even then, like, I don't know Morse code. And if I heard that, like, like a, like a rhythmic, like you would. I feel like I think... the first time we watched this, we both were like, that's probably Morse code. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the fact that it's probably a message and you should keep him away from the helmet. I just would have punted that child because that is just so annoying. You're trapped in mm-hmm. a small enclosed, well, not small, but like an enclosed space where it's just reverberating and you just hear that thunk, thunk, thunk over and mm-hmm. over again. I would be driven up the wall. Yeah. And it's not like, yes, Al, he doesn't need to sleep or eat or anything, but he still gets, he can still hear. Like, he's not. And that's his head he's slamming right? on. Like, what if he dented it? That too. Like, why? I don't, and he's usually, Al's like usually so protective of his body too. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm wondering, surprised. I mean, like it's, it's <laughs> an easy use of like objects that they have available and it makes it more apparent later what he's doing. So the mangaka was probably like, let's set this in motion for, for when the reveal comes. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Pride could have done that just by like slapping the ground or, or whatever. 
because father obviously has these sensor things running yeah, all through the city. I and... Yeah, I don't know because I'm not sure if it's it would be really loud enough or like yeah. you know distinct enough. I guess from mm. from other forest noises if he was just tapping on the ground. I suppose he just um, would have like stumbled his way over to Al's body and just like slammed on his armor a couple yeah. times. Yeah, but then I don't know. I this this scene like was one where I watching it again. I kind of questioned like. There was a few things I was like, this doesn't quite make sense, but okay. Whatever. We'll go with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Heinkel re- realizes he is sending a message and um, he tells Al to get him to stop, but it's too late because Kimberly has arrived and he frees Pride and Al. And then we finally get to see May and, and Envy. Actually, we really finally get to see Envy again. Little <laughs> lizard. Envy. Yeah. Little worm envy. They're they're fleeing from the from the um the mannequin soldiers and May. I was just so impressed. She's like eleven years old and she's like pulling out all these moves. Like she's totally so fighting off the nimble. The, yeah, That's fighting amazing. off the soldiers. Uh, but then one of the soldiers uh eats eats envy, and then we see at first we're like, oh no, he's gone, but they're they were made with philosopher stone so that's just what he needs to come back to life so he he takes control of that soldier's body and like absorbs all the other soldiers and manages to to get his body back yeah um in the manga um it goes down just a tad differently but envy escapes from the little glass jar he was in goes i'm free and attaches (laughs) himself to the soldier's neck and absorbs multiple soldiers and transforms back that way instead of getting eaten but you know say it's it's same result it's same yeah no that 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 scene in the manga reminded me of like i don't think i don't we need to watch this together but i don't think you've seen it um in i think it was in shrek 2 where like there's like a scene where pinocchio gets turned into a real boy and he's like And then, like, he immediately gets turned back, and he's like, "Oh, Like, it just, oh. like, reminded me of that, where he's like, I'm free! And then, It like, reminded me of that guy from The Hunchback like, of Notre Dame, where he's like, I'm free! I'm free! And then falls in, like, bed. Yeah, Dang yeah. It. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of scenes like that. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, Envy's back, and I was so happy. I mean, he's a bad guy, but I like um, him. Yeah, 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 and then uh, he's he's just like laughs maniacally, and he's like, "I'm alive again." Yeah, um, um and a, another manga note: we still get the funny "I'm back" in the manga, mm-hmm. but I like the change in the anime where Envy looks like desperately relieved mm-hmm. to be alive again. And yeah. why does he only consider himself alive when he's in human form? It's yeah, just like, he's yeah, just like I, touching his face and his hair, like like I'm alive, I'm alive, you know. Yeah, I get it. Being a little worm and in, in a jar for for months, yeah. like and he yeah, hates his true form. I I guess he hates yeah. his like giant yeah. form. Also, was it okay? Was it just me, or did you notice like in his his true form, like it seemed that there to me like there was fewer faces. Um, hmm. I don't know if budget. It, yeah, that was that was like, was it the animation or was it like? Well, um, they didn't. You know, there wasn't there wasn't like, as many souls. You know, yeah, it didn't it didn't look like they're using the CG model this time, so mm-hmm. they probably couldn't have drawn as much detail. 
So, I mean, he was only there for a split second, really, as the giant yeah. form. So, yes. why why draw all 10 billion faces? Also, like, in the manga as well, when he's, like, transforming, he's, like, coming out of the top of the head. And yeah. he low-key, like, looked like Nina. Like, Uh-huh. I think that's <laughs> intentional. Uh, I was like, no. So sad. Never forget. Never forget. Yep. Anyways, uh... Then we're back in in the forest, Pride. Um, the wild Kinley's like, weren't there? You know, was it just you out here? I thought Gluttony was with you. And and Pride tells him that um, that he ate he ate Gluttony. And Kimberly's like, you ate your brother. And Pride, he's like, yeah, it's it's not cannibalism because technically we were separated from the main body. Like we're we're just we're just really. Yes, but rejoined. actually, no. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like when well, he said he that. I was like, I'm not a soul, but he had like a personality. So yeah. they're, they're separate. They're totally yeah. separate. Like it was. Yeah, it was kind of. I don't know. That is. That is interesting. You say what you need about, to, bro, because, to like, justify what you did. Yeah, right? like technically, he is right because it was really. It's really father. Father separ- separating out the different parts of himself. Um, but you're yeah. right in that they all had their own, their own personalities. So like they were separate entities. I don't know. And then, uh, we see Heinkel has been very gravely injured. And of course, Al being his awesome self tries to, you know, starts to, um, go to him, but pride grabs him by the leg, like, uh, no, you don't. And then, but then, um, we see like this huge cloud of smoke go up and Al uses alchemy and, and at first Pride is like, yeah, that's not going to work. But then he like pulls Al's legs and you see that Al has separated the rest of his body from his legs to escape. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Especially like for him because Ed is like the only one who can put him back together and like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, like. I assume since it's his legs, he could probably transmute that part of him back on, but that would be difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he he's willing to lose limbs to to save Michael. Yeah, and then Olivier is is she's fighting Sloth, um, who is like swinging these giant chains around, um, and then she's trying she try first tries to shoot at him, but. As we know, that doesn't work. Um, and then the there's also soldiers trying to attack her, but she tricks them, um, or really tricks Sloth, Sloth into knocking them out. And then she, like, grabs a grenade and, like, pulls the cord with her teeth, which is always, like, the most You gotta, you gotta rip it out with uh-huh. your teeth. Mm-hmm. But Sloth is just too big, too strong, and he, like, captures, captures Olivia, and he's about to kill her um but then um alex arrives and he and he punches sloth and um and he's his his normal uh shirtless self i guess yes. you could say <laughs> and i loved in the manga when he arrived both alex and olivier have those armstrong sparkles around them like mm-hmm. i'm gl- um i'm glad you're safe sister well i didn't need your help brother and they're like both sparkling <laughs> Yes, I love it. <laughs> they are related. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the final, the final scene, um, Al is pulling Heinkel to, to safety. Um, and Heinkel's like, no, you gotta, you know, save yourself. But Al is like, nope, we're not letting anyone, me and my brother made a promise that we weren't, we weren't gonna let anybody else get, get hurt on account of us. Um, and then Heinkel remembers something that, that, Kimberly said that the the true test of winning is survival and he he pulls out the philosopher's stone that he got um when Ed got injured um which he's just been toting around right he's literally just like had it in his pocket for months I mean like with Uh, everything going on it makes sense he would have forgotten about it until mm -hmm. Kimberly arrived and he's like Kimberly survival philosopher's stone because i mean he had mm-hmm. that when ed was injured he probably i assume I mean, he probably would have like, talked to ed about it but yeah and he like doesn't know how to use it so like right he's yeah. just and ed around. refused to use it so he's just like yeah hey, might as well keep it mm-hmm. yeah and so he gives he gives al al the stone and commences him to use it he's basically like it's made of his arguments that it's made of people who would who would want to fight for what matter to them and Al's, you know, using it to protect other people. He's not using it for himself. Um, and then we get this super epic scene where Al um he like appears out of the dust and we see that he's fixed his legs and he's ready to fight. And Kimberly is very excited. And Al's um, eyes glow, which yes. you know he means business. Uh, I love that. This is this was definitely an episode where, like, before this, I kind of forgot or like didn't realize, like, oh, Al is actually super awesome and such a good friend. Um, and I mean, like, he knows, yeah, he's, he knows like, as much as Ed does. Yeah, he does, and I just you just kind of forget about that until you see this, and you're like, oh, things but are about to. Go I down. cannot wait <laughs> yeah. for the next episode. <laughs> Yes. Yes. But that is the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to mention a fun little bonus comic that was at the end of this volume. And it was Alice saving Heinkel. And Heinkel asks why Al would help him. And Al emphatically replies, it's because Heinkel's a cat. <laughs> yes, I love that. There was a lot of fun. There um, were so many we'll bonus ones. Yeah, I, I will. I, uh, I was supposed to post some like a few weeks ago and it's okay you're behind on instagram i'm behind on youtube we'll be be, uh, (laughs) behind together yeah moving on uh animation expertise we've we've already stated our gripes with this episode um so ed looked different in the beginning Mm -hmm. the others did too um i i think mustang did as well but maybe a different animation director took over for a little bit i i didn't notice anything in the credits and honestly i wasn't paying too much attention to the credits before but i mean it, it can happen in a longer series where you have to get somebody else in to to cover so that could be why mm-hmm. ed and mustang had like rounder looking faces i think um they kind of looked like their 2003 versions so maybe they got one of the old animators to come back for a little bit uh I kind of did like how Ed's eyes were animated, at least. They they were sharper, I guess. But yeah, the, that plus the um, errors made for, like, this trippy experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was a good episode, but... 
Uh, yeah, we won't focus on too some much. Rough, and it didn't yeah, some rough moments. Yeah, it didn't influence our our um our view of this episode when we first watched it, and it's mm-hmm. not influencing our decision now because we still liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we also just wanted to to briefly just talk about Al deciding to use this stone. Um, I don't know. Our share our thoughts about it. Um, yeah. I personally like. I I am okay with it because like like they said like he's not using it for himself. He's using it to help other people, and it's also like you know the 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 souls that are in that stone like i think they're like stuck there like they can't go they they can't go anywhere until they've been used um and i think they would want to be used for something good and it also reminded me of like this kind of it's a very it's a similar situation to like when ed used it Mm -hmm. to to free ling and and himself and and um envy like he was using it to to help others um yeah and and he um, wouldn't and he wouldn't they wouldn't make one to use it for that purpose like it was it's there mm-hmm. um we were talking about being stuck in the stone the souls being stuck kind of like a purgatory situation mm-hmm. yeah um, i personally am a fan of when characters stick to their morals no matter what like i i like when they make a decision mm-hmm. and they stick to it so when he was first offered the stone, I was like, no. And then I realized what he could do with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. want to see, I want to see him win. And I, I don't, don't think, I don't think this is technically going against his morals, but he's definitely going to have to talk about it with Ed after the fact. And he's probably going to feel some level of guilt at mm-hmm. least. But yeah, it is. I mean, I like, I like when characters are faced with, with these really hard, hard decisions that like force and they're kind of like backed into a corner where it's like okay do you do you stick to your to your morals where and end up you know hurting more people or do you you know bend a little to to save to save others and to me i i'm more of a bend a little to save others yeah lives are on um, the line here if they don't stop kimberly and pride so i do think using the stone isn't a bad thing it is in the right hands um mm. i think anything in the right hands can be used for good just as anything in the wrong hands can be used for evil yeah that's philosophy for you okay moving on <laughs> to story elements and that's so all, folks. Yeah, that's all, folks. Um, so for the story, <laughs> your own creation turning against you with the zombie apocalypse, we've seen the classic theme of monster movies play out. It's like, I've created something magnificent. It's alive. It's alive. And it eats them. Yep. Classic. <laughs> Just gotta don't, don't tempt fate and don't try to trick the laws of Mother Nature. Mm hmm. Yeah. Meg, I'm looking at you. What did I do? <laughs> if you were an alchemist, to be honest, would you ever try human transmutation just because it's like, no one's been able to solve it? I could be the one. I'm a researcher. Um, no, just because of, like, the human soul element, I oh would not, God. I would not try it. 
And because of faith, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Morally not right. There you I go, think. folks. If there's a zombie apocalypse, Meg was not behind it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, that's all we've got. So what, what was your favorite line of the, of the episode? Mine came from Olivier when she was talking to the, the, when she was talking to the, the soldier, she was trying to get his forces to back down and he, he refused. She said, ah, so you do have some metal twisted though it may be. Mm-hmm. And like that comeback. And what was your favorite line? <laughs> Um, mine, I actually don't know who mine came from. Some random soldier. Um, when Buccaneer was attacking the, the soldiers, Mustang hears over, over the radio, it's a bear with the mohawk. I love how Rizzo was like, oh, that sounds like Buccaneer. Yep. Yep. They, they right away knew who it was. And this made me laugh. All right. What did, um, what did we learn in this episode? We learned that sometimes you have to make a hard call to save people. Do you go against your moral code? And it's kind of like the there's that train analogy where it's an ethical dilemma with no clear right answer. So, like, do you save the one person on the train tracks or the, the four people over on the other side? Like, direct the train to hit one or the other. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like that one kid in the vine, you take the one person <laughs> yes. over to the other side and run over all of them. <laughs> Yes. And we we actually had a good discussion about that the other the other day. Um anyway. I'm going with the logical answer. Anyway. I don't ever want to be in a position to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said you said every that that the five people would die because you would like take so long to make a decision that it would just <laughs> hit them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah all right and then who pushed the story forward in this episode al did for deciding to use the stone and heinkel for bringing the stone all right that's all we got for this episode um follow us on instagram check us check out our youtube channel megan has has been posting she added some more videos to our channel um and next week we will have some special guests plural yeah and we will also have a bonus episode coming out fairly soon because there's a new intro and outro oh yes yes that'll that'll actually come out hopefully the end of of this yeah this week yeah all right bye see you later